Hello, everyone, and welcome to a brand new episode of Tornado Tag Radio here on Night of the Living Geeks Network. We are going to talk about Raw, Clash of Champions, the A-Show Smackdown Live, Talking Smack, NXT, maybe some local shows. We'll see if we have time. But before I do that... We don't. It's 9 o'clock and everything is terrible. I would like to welcome in the Marion Fontaine to my <gasps> Jervis Cottonbelly. That was not the original tag team I was going to Oh, really? Go with. And you just look at my shirt. I'm wearing a Jervis Cottonbelly shirt, you guys. Marianne. Um... Hello. Hi. Here we are once again. Yes. I feel like, well, I guess we're just going to start shouting people out at the being here. I, th- I feel like Dan was the one that said last week's show was like the best show, right? Yeah. I felt like it was good too, I believe. <laughs> I thought it was very, I think when we stopped recording, I went, last week's was pretty good. Yeah. It, like right mm-hmm. afterwards, I was like, I think, I think that I was. Now I, I feel like we have to live up to episode was that 95 that was last week this week is 96 as dominic corrected me 96 we are we're gonna hit that 100 here in a couple of weeks that's so depressing watch is gonna be like the lowest of low <laughs> shows <laughs> might just go all out for that show bring in special guests kyle kyle <laughs> he's special what's happening <laughs> My goodness. Okay. So, how are you? You good? Yeah. Um, I finally did the Patronus quiz today. I didn't have to re-sign oh. up for it. So, if you guys haven't done that yet, uh, you suck and I'm judging you. But um, <laughs> It's it, I a guess lot I, easier than it used to be. Oh, well, I love that what, the old way it was set up. It was fun. And the we illustrations were beautiful. And, yeah. yeah. And also because I'm amused like a 10-year-old. That's my... <laughs> yeah. But... Um, I retook it, and I hate that it was timed. It was like, dude, we're out of time. And I was like, you gave me three choices, and I had to, it was just dumb. Oh. But, um, What'd you end up getting? I, a rabbit. You got a rabbit. Was it um, I was a like, please wild be a, rabbit? It was a brown hair. I was oh. like, please be a tiger. And then I went rabbit, and I went, fucking hell. I was a bloodhound. At least you weren't a black swan like Nick. I wouldn't have minded that, honestly. <laughs> he was like, at least you're not Natalie Portman. And I was like, let's be honest here. You're Jim Carrey as Natalie Portman. And I just sent him a True. picture of that. Oh, God. <laughs> but I took it and I was like, oh, fuck. Damn it. Like, whatever. But at least I didn't have to retake the sorting quiz. And thank God you did and didn't have a terrible Slithering result. through put, and put through. Some, put some faith in Pottermore, man. I didn't have to re-sign up for it, I guess, because it still had all my information. But. Uh. Slytherin foe life. Indeed. Indeed. Well then, uh, so I just skim through to Raw. I think um, I don't know, guys. I'm I, Raw is the B show right now. Rewind. I totally just forgot what you actually got. Your your Patronus. Oh, I, like, Bloodhound. Bro, that's so cool. Is it? I mean, I I was kind of like, uh, all right. That's fucking awesome. All right. I would have wanted like a Doberman or something <laughs> badass. He looked pretty cool running around. Got a fucking rabbit. My uh, Jackie got a hyena. I should have gotten a hyena. Have you is... heard my laugh? <laughs> Jesus yes, Christ! I, I wanted an anteater if that was a thing. Oh my god! Jesus! Oh my god! I would have been over the moon. As I was saying, Raw's B show for sure. That being said, neither of us watched it. I actually, well, I skimmed through it today because <laughs> I really wanted to see the four-way cruiserweight match. Oh. So you think that would open the show because they've, no, they've been hyping up forever 
the cruiserweights are coming. Oh boy, the it, it's going to happen. We should maybe open the show with it. Nope, here comes Roman Reigns. And I don't know what happened after that. Then Rusev and Seth Rollins fought, and they fought to a double countout. That's cool. You shouldn't cool. make your goal to start shitty and end with a bang. You start with <laughs> a bang and end with a bang. Fuck, God. <laughs> they made the Sasha Banks-Charlotte rematch a triple threat match between Bailey, Sasha Banks, and Charlotte at Clash of Champions, which is stupid and dumb. My, my face isn't surprised at all, in case you guys were curious. There was... Uh, Chris Jericho and Kevin Owens' friendship is literally the greatest thing ever. All they do is just yell at each other and agree with each other. As so it's they like yell. us. Yes. <laughs> it's great. Obviously, I'm Chris Jericho. Jer- Jer- <laughs> you start like so true, obviously. Jericho says to Kevin Owens, like, they can't... Mick Foley can't treat you like this. You know what? I'm going to start making a list of things that he's done that is terrible and I'm going to go out there and start naming them. So it's basically like the Chris Jericho. Was it a list of 10 things and they're all your stupid idiot? No, but he did. Was make, that on the list? He did make a list of stupid idiots. That's uh, so funny. It was pretty. That was I was entertained by that. He came out and was like Mick Foley. He's, he's always entertaining. He's reinvented himself again and it's great. He's amazing. He came out and he had the list of Jericho. So he read off all the dumb things he was doing. And it was very reminiscent of the... Jericho naming all the holds he could do in WCW, which went through a commercial break. He's amazing. And Endzone Cast came out. Shining Stars did. came out. New yeah. Day came out. Gallows and Anderson came out. And Jericho was like, you know what? I was listing off stuff that Foley has done that is done, but now I'm just going to make a list of stupid idiots. Oh, my God. And he just started. He's like, you're on the list. You're, and he had a clipboard. Okay. So he had like the Dana Brooke clipboard with oh him. Oh my God. Okay. So Chris Jericho, the term spirit animal, my spirit animal is like a weird hybrid between the drag queen Trixie Mattel and Chris Jericho. There's an image for everyone. Yeah. That's an insanely creepy image, but it's true. So Sami Zayn <laughs> comes out and beats up Jericho. And then we had uh, the New Day, Enzo and Cass and Sami Zayn versus Jericho, Shining Stars and Gerson. Right. I guess. Whatever. Yeah. I can't even remember who won. Uh, Mick Foley introduces the cruiserweights. This is in this is I think two hours into the show, a little over. So two I hours. saw. I was like, "This is crap." And from I did skim, so someone can correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, T.J. Perkins not shown. I mean, his picture was shown. He was mentioned. I didn't see him anywhere. I think they they followed up. Uh, the winner of this match confronted him backstage, which is fucking mind-blowing that that's even a thing like it was on the wwe exclusive.com thing holy Why? shit that's terrible that's awful the match though rich swan grand metallique did you watch rich swan's entrance i watched the whole thing okay. this is the okay, only thing good. i did not like skim through okay because rich swan's entrance by itself was probably better than the first two hours of raw it was great okay so of course it was rich swan grand metalique cedric alexander and the brian kendrick all come out and they are told all right you guys are gonna fight and it's gonna be a number one contender match and whoever wins is gonna face tjp on sunday sweet because uh, things it was a great <laughs> intro uh for people who for some reason don't own the network it was a good match. I thought it was fun. The crowd was into it as much as they could be in Memphis because they're not used to that style of wrestling. That's so dumb. So um, Brian Kendrick wins via the captain's hook is what he is now calling the bully choke because, you know, bully be a star, basically. 
Oh my god. I don't mind it. <laughs> I'm fine with it. And then uh, there was a cage match between Roman Reigns. He just Reigns. turns into Captain Hook. I'd be. Oh my god, could you imagine? Be fine with it. Dude, <laughs> his pants on a scale of one to ten, how great were they? They were at least a ten. Okay. At least. That's the only thing that matters in my mind. So we're going to have TJP and Brian Kendrick at Clash of Champions on Sunday. Whoa. Roman Reigns versus Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. Uh, it whatever. was whatever. Um, at the end, though, Rusev comes out to beat up Roman Reigns, and Kevin Owens is screaming at him, Machka something. He's like, Machka, Machka something. And then he starts beating up Roman Reigns. He's like, yeah. And uh, Seth Rollins has been sent here to uh, kill himself and entertain us because this man just came back from crazy knee surgery and he scales the cage like a crazy person and then dives off the cage onto Rusev and Kevin Owens. It was insane. I'm like, why are you doing I'm this? I'm thinking of all the climbing animals that he was in a past life. I feel like... I cat. feel like a, no, because he wouldn't have hurt himself. If I he was feel a cat. like an episode of TTR, and I could be wrong, was Seth Rollins double jumps the steel cage. I think that was a bat. That was an, an episode. episode title. Yes, probably. So sounds like it. Yeah, he's he made his way up there pretty. So that was raw. There you go. It took us like five minutes. Excellent. Clash of Champions is on Sunday, and I have the whole card. Would you like to hear it and maybe say who you think you would like to win? I guess. All right. Cool. Uh, <laughs> Nia Jax versus Alicia Fox. Oh God, that's an obvious one. But we know Nia Jax. Nia is Jax win. is going to kill. Her. But here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, but I, I love Alicia Fox, and we know this. No, <laughs> I love Alicia Fox too. But here's the thing: we've worked our way up to where Nia Jax is actually facing like real life women's wrestlers that are employed by WWE now. So this is cool that, you know, we've gotten weeks and weeks of Nia Jax just beating the shit out of people and now she's I'm actually so, facing most someone. Most people aren't even convinced still. I know, but it's uh I like it. This is how they're introing new people. It's very old school like super old school. Like you'd just have some dude debut and he would face like jobbers for four weeks. Then he'd have a problem with a real wrestler and then they'd actually fight. Yeah. Yeah. So I just hope Alicia Fox axe kicks his axe kicks her in the head. I think she will. She's great. TJ Perkins defending the WWE Cruiserweight Championship against the Brian Kendrick. What I do you think? I love how here? they picked a bunch of people that would look good carrying something that's purple. <laughs> it's true. They did. Every one of those guys. Rich Swan, like as a, like if you had to pick a color, he is purple. Rich Swan is as purple. a human. He's just. A, purple he is the color purple <laughs> he is oh no so <laughs> you think do you think brian kendrick wins the championship away from tj perkins on tj perkins literal first pay-per-view match ever i don't know i don't think so i don't think so either tjp he won the whole tournament if he yeah loses and right then now, brian kendrick didn't even make it to like the last stage of it no he didn't he yeah. should have though for sure. So this will be a good match. I feel like TJP That will. and it would be a giant fuck you to Daniel Bryan, who they know would <laughs> want him to win. True. Very true. Passive so, aggressiveness. So uh, I did not mention in the Raw recap that Cesaro has evened up this series. Thanks fucking God. So we are down to the seventh match. I think Cesaro is going to win. You think Cesaro is going to well, go Well, they've been Sheamus. hyping him up so much, and Sheamus is just like, pfft, he's done stuff and things. Everyone loves Cesaro, and he can't have nice things, and he's great, and he wants to be used, and you know it. I would um, I would be very happy if Cesaro won. Yes. I mean, but I would not be shocked if Sheamus won. I hate Sheamus. 
I'm just saying. We hate Seamus. Oh, why um, did they do that to Cesaro? I also spoke to Kyle about the Dolph Ziggler line, oh, and God. he said that we should maybe rename it the Seamus line. Huh. Seamus, a man who they want to do very, very well, but nobody really cares that much. I mean, he's still And then Ziggler is, they don't really care that much, and nobody really cares that much. <laughs> yeah, so the Seamus line might be, I still got to work out the facts here. Rusev defending his United States Championship against Roman Reigns. Does Roman Reigns get the secondary title on Sunday? Maybe. I th- I, you know what? I think he I will. I feel like he does. I feel I like he's he going to win it. Because we've just been like this. This Rusev train has just been so long. and Yes. <sighs> feel like they want to put the strap. They want to put a strap on Roman. See how he does with it. Which they probably should have done in the first place. But Yeah. Start, don't mind me. Low. I just watch your show. I don't really know anything, apparently. <laughs> Sami Zayn taking on Chris Jericho in a match. It's just a match, not for any titles, no weird steps. What do you think? Sami Zayn. You think Sami? I I think Sami Zayn's due for a win. Yeah. I think Jericho is... I think Jericho is just Jericho. He's, he's just, just going to be Jericho forever. We have the triple threat match between Charlotte, Sasha Banks, and Bayley for the WWE Women's Championship I I have a sneaky, so sick of sneaky feeling that Charlotte is going to retain just to make me angry. I'm so sick of it. Do you do you think there's a chance and now I won't ask you who wins but do you think there's a chance that Bailey ends up winning? Is there a chance? I mean, I guess technically there is a percentage chance that she could win. It would be like a like a freak upset for sure. Like so, not like an upset, but you get what no. I'm it would it it would still be an upset. I feel okay. So there is a chance. I'm saying Charlotte retains. Just well, you know what? Though? I think they would probably want to string Bailey and Sasha's connection a little bit longer, considering that Bailey just came in. I'm almost wondering because we have been seeing a lot of there. There is a lot of tension between Dana, Dana Brooke, Brooke and Charlotte, and causing her to lose. And she pushed her over on Raw. God, I hope. So maybe Charlotte loses via Dana Brooke, like being on like, purpose. "I'm done. I'm done with you. This is the end." Yeah, that could be a thing. We'll this see. Is the end. We have the New Day defending the WWE Tag Team Titles against Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. This, this, they're winning those titles. This yeah. is it. Yeah. You need to take it off the new day. Not that I'm like, oh, it's the new day. Just just take it off them and, and let somebody else have the belts for a while. They they've had them for over a year now. And it's become stale. Yeah. So so give it to give it to um gallows and guns, <laughs> if you will. Now in the main event, Kevin Owens defending the WWE Universal Heavyweight Championship against Seth Rollins. Um I don't think Seth Rollins is winning this title on Sunday. I don't think so either. He is like full on like stone colding it right now though, where like people still don't like him, but people kind of are starting to like him. Lesser of two evils. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see here. I think Kevin Owens retains. I literally think the only title, the only two titles that change hands are the U S title and the tag titles, in my opinion. Now, now that we've gotten uh, the B show out of the way, let's get to the A show. Smackdown live. My God, I wish Becky Lynch knew how to hold slash wear a belt because yeah. she does not. She looks very awkward with it, and it just is freaking I feel, me out. I feel like it's because she's so, like, 
excited still that she is yeah. in that awkward stage where she doesn't know what to do with <laughs> yes. it yet. So I, f- I feel like it's it's like I would understand why she would be like that. She's like, oh my God, like, you know, like, <laughs> I didn't expect to win. Like, I don't know. Um, Alexa Bliss, I love you. Like, if you, like, <laughs> if you won an Emmy and, like, totally didn't expect to win and didn't prepare a speech. And just That's Becky held, Lynch. held your Emmy upside down. Probably. Uh, Alexa Bliss, I love you. You're the best, and you should get a title just for your facial expressions alone. She deserves much better than a shit Harley Quinn gimmick. I um I don't mind it right now. She's my favorite Harley Quinn, I'll put it that way. There you go. In fact, I'd vote for her to be the newest Halloween costume trend. Oh my god, yes. Who I'm are totally you? Done. Alexa Bliss, fuck you. So <laughs> we are referring to the opening segment, which was a uh, contract signing, which are always stupid but Dear this Daniel Bryan right. what the fuck could be different about a contract signing in a <laughs> in a air quotes new era civility oh as if so dumb. but if anyone were to be civil it would be Becky very true and she was until she and got she was. hit like Alexa hit her in the face with the contract then pushed her over and then pushed the table over on her and then like did the wipe her feet thing on her and I was like oh my god you're the greatest you're so cool <laughs> Yeah, so cool, Alexa. Right after her her huge Andrew WK motivational speech. Yes. So. <laughs> oh man, uh, we had a backstage segment with Daniel Bryan and Miz, which I thought was very entertaining. Well, Miz is entertaining. I don't know why it took me so long to make the connection that the Miz is David Spade before he was turned into a llama. <laughs> oh my god! And even a little bit after he was turned into a llama. Oh my god! Think that about is it. Amazing. And like. Ziggler like threw off his groove and he threw him out a window. Oh my god. He threw his groove off. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) The Miz's new groove. I think we found (laughs) the title of our episode. Um, You threw off my groove. Sorry. So basically (laughs) the Miz doesn't want to defend his intercontinental championship. Daniel Bryan says, well, we just renegotiated your contract so, I mean, if you don't, like, do that, then we're going to have to, like, void your contract and take the Intercontinental title. And he was like, Because oh. clearly you didn't read it. Yeah. So he was like, oh. So <laughs> that storyline continues. And then we had the Usos taking on American Alpha in, God, this was a good match. Obviously. Uh, so. Nasty Usos. They changed, <laughs> they kept the music, the en- they changed the entrance video. So now I'm kind of like, all right, I'm it fine with the music. Should be like I can't Photoshop things, but somebody needs to Photoshop them onto like an old school like '90s rap album. Like, <laughs> oh, like the do you remember like the Master song? P? No, do you remember the song "Jump" by Crisscross? Yes, those little kids who wore their clothes backwards. <laughs> yes, I remember. God yeah, damn it. their gimmick should just be Age wearing gap. their clothes backwards. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> But I, I'm full on board with new Nasty Usos. I think it's great. I think it's very, very cool. And it's good because I think it's the first time they've ever actually been heels. Yeah. That I can remember. I have to watch the jump music video again and just laugh for like 10 days. That's what I like. Uh, Ameri- wiggity wiggity whack. <laughs> American Alpha is a hell of a promo. They cut that. They were like, we talked to American Alpha earlier. And I was like, my God, these, these, these boys... These lads, they're so good. Well, 
I thought for sure they were going to win, but then in hindsight, I remember that Chad Gable's injured. Yes. Also, JBL, for some reason, thinks that Castaway took place on Gilligan's Island. <laughs> so, so, honestly, like, that mistake, and then just David Otunga in general, I was like, honestly, Mara Ranallo can't even save the SmackDown commentary at this point. Uh, the legwork <laughs> in this match was fantastic, as well as the storytelling with Jason Jordan not wanting to tag... We will Chad get Gable to that in. later when I talk about Talking Smack. Oh, my God. That was so good. I was like, this is amazing. I want to watch them fight every day. Team over individual. Yes. The <laughs> Usos win and will face Rhino and Heath Slater at No Mercy for the straps. And my favorite part was... Was don't it e- Rhino eating crackers the whole time? Don't even think about touching my crackers. I was dying. His diet is like crackers a and direct cheese. reflection of where my life is at this point in time. Crackers and cheese? Basically. That and he, poor Heath Slater. He's just so like no social skills and it's adorable. And we've all been a Heath Slater at one point or another in our lives. And look at him now. We He's can't. a champion. And if that isn't inspirational, I don't know what else is. Wow. Aim to be 2016 Heath Slater. Slater. Turn your 2016 into... Slater's gonna slate. Yeah. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) Um, We had Apollo Crews versus Baron Corbin with Jack Swagger out on commentary. I didn't watch this match because reasons. However, I will say that it's nice to see that Jack Swagger is back and no longer dead inside. (laughs) Yes. It's very nice. I was trying to find a picture of that one where he came in and you were like, oh my God, Jack Swagger was there and I thought he was a zombie. Yes. His eyes were like looks, red yeah. and just done. There was like no nothing there. His eyes were just a blank stare and it was horrifying. So this is the first time in a while that Baron Corbin has looked like a scary, vicious person. He was like elbowing the fuck out of Apollo Crews on the barricade. It was very scary. Baron Corbin looks like in the third Harry Potter movie, like when Lupin was in the middle of changing into a werewolf. Oh my God. Where he's still sprouting hair, but it isn't quite there yet. Oh God. (laughs) What a visual. He's like the middle stage of an Animorphs book. Oh my God. (laughs) Baron Corbin Animorph. (laughs) So, I'm excited for Baron Corbin Jack Swagger? Like, question mark? No, I'm like legitimately down with this hoss fight that's going to happen. Hoss fight. These dudes are just going to beat the shit out of each other, and I'm pretty excited about it. And I don't know if it's just because I'm so high on SmackDown right now that I'm like, yes, this is great. Just do this. It's going to be great. Or if I'm like legitimately just regular excited. I don't know. I can't tell, but... um, What a time. What a time it is. Um, Also, what is Kurt Hawkins' gimmick? I don't know, (laughs) but Kurt Hawkins haters, you can leave and let the door hit your ass on the way out. I might have to leave. No, you can't. Uh, He's a fellow Mets fan, but I don't fucking understand what is happening. Watch Best Friends, and then he will forever just... You'll forgive him for it. No, I mean, I love Kurt Hawkins, I don't think he even knows what he's doing. I and that's don't why I'm still on board. What this is. Like what Watch is it turns happening? out to be the greatest thing on planet Earth. I mean it could be. It's on SmackDown. The A it's show. True. Where everything is just rainbows and unicorns and puppies and kitties and snow leopards, because I love snow leopards. 
What? Yeah, there you go. Fun fact. There's okay. A, there's a fun fact. There's a <laughs> Kurt Hawkins fact. <laughs> we had Dolph Ziggler challenging The Miz. The backstage segment, though. Renee's hair. Oh, no. Did I not see it? Her hair was like, she had like the Natalia curses in full effect on Renee. Like, it's like a plague, only this time it came from Chris Jericho instead of rats. Oh, my God. No one is safe. I'd say vaccinate your kids, but it seems like it only fades, feeds off Canadians. And I mean WCW Chris Jericho. How dare obviously. you? The greatest Jericho of all. Well, it, 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 was, it lay dormant for several <laughs> years and then re-sprouted on Natalia for some reason, Ugh, just like the plague. Natalia. Whatever. Anyway, so um, the Miz doing Daniel Bryan's kicks during this match was pretty fucking hilarious i couldn't stop staring at maurice because she dresses like a drag queen and i mean that is a compliment <laughs> and Always. i'm watching this match <laughs> and i'm just you know i'm really liking it i'm having a good time and i th- i thought to myself this is exactly where dolph ziggler needs to be yes like this is the dolph zig like dolph ziggler he is above the shameless line when he is not in the world title Except picture. if he won that match with a zigzag, you would have changed your mind immediately. Like, yeah. I thought Ziggler's career was just, like, bad because his boots are bad. <laughs> and then I went, never mind. The zigzag is just terrible. It has nothing to do with his boots. It's awful. Uh, the Miz doing a slingshot sit-out powerbomb. Holy fucking shit. You I guys, love the you, Miz, Miz is good. I love you, Miz. <laughs> Miz, I love you. That's <laughs> my personal title of this episode. <laughs> You're fucking great. Please... <laughs> Just keep doing what you're doing, dude, and soon enough, you'll be holding that world title again. My favorite thing was the commentary during that match. My first question for you is, how late do you think Morrow stays up before a show just chuckling at his own bad dad jokes? <laughs> I hope for hours. <laughs> and JBL with the most underhanded insult of the century, like, and the award for most underhanded insult goes to JBL for suggesting that David Otunga take acting lessons from the Miz. <laughs> Oh my god. That's it was great. the funniest fucking thing because he kept talking about acting, blah, blah, blah. And JBL was like, you should take acting lessons from them. It was the most sly, underhanded, oh brilliant god. thing. And then I forgave him for forgetting that Gilgan's <laughs> Island had people on it. So. <laughs> oh my god. We had, let's see, what did we have next here? Uh, oh, we Randy had... Orton or something. Was there something in between that? Was there? I don't know. It was Bray Wyatt. Who? Randy Orton. Who? <laughs> Just a guy. Oh, he there said, was a Randy Orton Eric Rowan match that I oh, didn't watch. Oh yeah. I fast okay. forwarded through. And then it. like Bray came out and was like blah blah typical Don't Bray care. stuff and was like, I am a god and I went, Okay, Bray, calm the fuck down. You're just a guy. <laughs> At best, you're a demigod. You're like bu- you, sir, are below the Seamus line. <laughs> <laughs> At best, you're like a demigod, like Her- uh, Heracles, excuse me, but not cool. And with Eric Rowan at your side instead of Pegasus. Oh boy! They, and pat- um, you're the patron of crocodiles and dudes and trilbies, and that's like pretty much it. So uh, this is just a news item that I was going to wait towards the end of the show, but since we're talking about Bray Wyatt, um, <laughs> Luke Harper is cleared to wrestle. You guys, this is extremely exciting, and I want him to be on SmackDown, but I don't want him to be on SmackDown. The reason I want him to be on SmackDown is because clearly it is the better show, and I think yeah. But be, then if you put him on SmackDown, he'd still be with the Wyatt family. Yeah, if you put him on SmackDown, they're just going to throw him right back into the Wyatt family. But that could also be a good thing because then Eric Rowan and Luke Harper could be a tag team again. 
and then, then Eric Rowan would suddenly team. be marginally relevant. You would yes. So but still, I I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> there was a tag team match between Naomi and Nikki Bella, and they took on Natalia and Carmella. Oh, wait, never mind. That match never started. Because Naomi's Carmella, entrance, though. <laughs> it's like, the what best. the fuck happened? It's like they went, oh, Naomi isn't terrible. <laughs> let's give her like, the Like, what are we going to do? Oh, fuck. Let's just make her glow in the dark. Kids like that, right? It's great. I fucking love it. It's, it's I so will. Cool. I will still stand by. Please tell me there's an epilepsy warning that comes along with that, because that's a terrible accident waiting to happen. I'm surprised there is not. I love the glow bracelets and all that shit. I was like, I'm waiting. I'm it. waiting for her to, her to do drag queen moves, and then I would be like, done. Death drop, and I'm Naomi's biggest fan on the planet Earth. Um, you should um, at her on the Twitter and see. Just be like, hey, do this. And just then do it. Do a death drop. Yeah. I wonder. Do you think? Does her shirt actually glow in the dark? Oh, it fucking better. <laughs> it better. That would be. I didn't even think about that until right now. Would you wear it if it did? No, I would not. John Pingle. I would not buy a Naomi shirt. Would you at least sleep in it? Would it be your Jim Jam shirt? Because it glows in the dark. I actually do have a shirt that glows in the dark. So do I. My brother-in-law gave it to me. He was like, "Here, uh, we just got a bunch of swag stuff from my work." Swag stuff. And what it was does a that shirt. mean? It was just, just you know, swag. Remember Mervin's? Yes. I got a I got a glow in the dark you Hakusho shirt. Oh my god. And I kept it. Thank fucking god. It's amazing. Is that the yellow one? It's yellow. Yeah. It's great. I will I will keep it forever. Good call. <laughs> Good call. Main event time. John Cena taking on Dean Ambrose. This was a match that happened. I think the most important thing that happened was Dean Ambrose won cleanly. Yeah. Which was kind of crazy, you know, big match, Yay. John. But good for him. And then. Well, he goes into why he would prefer to win cleanly on Talking Smack. And then um, some dude came in and did a thing. His name was AJ Styles. And, and then Dean was like, Dean get out of here. Up and took the title or something. I don't know. So you watched Talking Smack. Yes, I did. I did not. I I want to start watching Talking Smack because it's it just hilarious. seems like the greatest thing ever. Also, it's like a shorter, more vague version of this. Oh. It's great. So I'm like Renee and you're like Daniel Bryan. Perfect. But you know how Daniel Bryan closed out SmackDown? He had to sprint backstage to get to Talking Smack and Renee was like, am I going to have to do this show by myself? Oh my God. But he appeared and was like, I'm a natural sprinter. And I was like, well, that's oddly accurate considering that dwarves are natural sprinters. <laughs> if you got that joke, congratulations. Um, first off, like SmackDown finished with the announcement that he'll be getting a rematch next week. And the reason being, and it makes perfect sense, is that it wouldn't really be fair for him to do it. And it would be completely out of order yeah. to do a triple threat and then give him his rematch. Yeah. Now, that's one of the things that they're priding themselves in, or Daniel Bryan was saying that, is... It's they're doing title matches on shows and not just waiting for pay-per-views, which is essentially what Raw does. But yeah. And I mean, the other thing with that is they they have to do that because they don't have a pay-per-view till next month. Yeah. And he thinks it keeps it more interesting and keeps like there's more wrestling and less like build up, if that makes sense. Um, They briefly covered the title match between Alexa Bliss and Becky Lynch. Yeah. what it's going to happen and touching on the subject of when Alexa was talking about being born a champion. Like, what do you think of that logic? Like that's, it's still on subject, but it's a side note. Like, is that a thing being born a champion? I mean, no, cause you're just like born in like what, cha- <laughs> what championship have you won? Like, 
life. Um, living, I guess. Because, like, to be honest, like, just because you're raised to be driven doesn't mean you deserve something more than someone else, in yeah. my mind. I mean, it depends on the circumstances, but Becky's background, like, if you think about it, that shows she's more driven. Mm-hmm. And yes, I know that this is a storyline, but I actually think it's an important thing to think about. Yeah. Like, people like Becky, because she's relatable. And aside from Bailey, she's the most real woman the WWE has signed. And if Renee counts, then she's in there too, obviously, because <laughs> Renee is best. And I always identify with the things that Becky says because I've quit basically everything I've ever started. My biggest issue is that I lack the motivation to set higher goals for myself. But seeing someone succeed, especially in a field that I enjoy, is a positive influence in my mind and to a lot of other people. Yeah. And that the steps to get there aren't as large and scary as I've tricked myself into thinking. There you Does go. Does that make sense? Makes perfect sense. Yeah. So it's like looking at it, I I would just, I want Becky to have nice things. Uh, we all do though. We? I think Holland was talking about she was on cheap seats. Mm-hmm. Or I can't remember what what um, other podcast it was, but um, you should probably listen to that because apparently he took a lot from that as well. Yeah, because it's it, it's a, it's one of the positive things about stuff like that. And she's the like the real like one of the most real people they have on there, you know. Yeah, and it's you can you can see how humble she is even when she comes across like in her character. She's just yeah. humble, like naturally, but. Uh, speaking of not humble, Carmella, <laughs> um, I don't know how I feel about her now. And this is the first time where I'm doubting her skills because she came out and she interrupted and she was rude as fuck to Daniel Bryan. And like, she's a more natural talker than a lot of other people, but the way she delivers things is kind of tactless. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't tell if she was just scripted stupid or she just didn't know how to deliver a proper insult. <laughs> like, I think they meant for her to storm in and interrupt and leave looking strong and capable, but instead Daniel Bryan and like Renee just steamrolled over her and made an embarrassment out of it. Like she just looked so stupid. Like in hindsight though, it's it, if making her an uncouth New Yorker and, or the entire cast of bad girls club was a purposeful move, then that's really super smart and she's absolutely nailing it. But I feel like that's giving somebody too much credit. <laughs> so I haven't quite figured that hey, out. Smackdown is the a show. Well, she, she did, the, she did the usual, like I'm trying to make a name for myself and blah, 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 blah. But she just resorted to low blows and insults with giant holes in them. Yeah. Like insults where you could set yourself up. And that's why Renee and Daniel were like, are you like seriously? <laughs> and then at the end, Daniel Bryan, always taken that real high road and classy motherfucker he like took the super awkward situation she was like this is over and then she just left and it made no sense like it it was just out of it was weird and he basically said that she has fire and while she's completely like tactless he's impressed by it because that's something you kind of need in that business yeah um you can't succeed if you're shy basically and that goes back to kind of like the whole driven thing like logically though and he points this out and it makes total sense and i think both of us anyone would think that is she needs to kind of win matches otherwise that doesn't mean shit yeah you know like we can't all be alberto del rio and counting our money as we back up out of the ramp (laughs) we're getting counted out boy but what do you think about a dq like a a no dq match between nikki and carmella yay or nay that's the rumor Mm -hmm. that's the rumor he suggested it but he didn't know he was like i don't know what the fans want or anything and that's something i really like about smackdown is that the voice of the fans is actually a factor in the decisions like it's refreshing would i want to see a no dq match between 
Nikki Bella and Carmella. Yes, I would. That would, I think would be pretty cool because it had the, the feud has gotten to the point. I mean, they haven't had a one on one match, obviously, mm-hmm. but it has gotten to the point where it's like, yeah, this needs to happen. So, yeah. Clearly, we have some aggression here. Let us get it out any way we can. I think that'd be a good match, too. Yeah, Daniel Bryan was infuriatingly unbiased in this situation, too. I mean, he was <laughs> biased, and he was like, I know that Nikki's like my sister-in-law and everything. And yeah. he was like, but... And I'm like, bless your little heart. <laughs> but um, do you think that, like, apparently the more competitive... They try and make it more competitive on um, SmackDown differs from Raw and that it makes it a little bit stronger because they have competitions more frequently than they do on raw yeah i think so i think also he thinks that too being only two hours helps a lot yeah i know because he thinks that too and obviously daniel bryan is like a shoot illusionist yeah like it's it's amazing on the subject of the usos daniel bryan makes a really good point like in the inevitable success of american alpha and that their characters are really selfless a selfless and it's like a huge advantage in their partnership yeah like jason jordan while he could have easily tagged in Gable, like, recognized that he was hurt and chose to instead put the team first, even if that means sacrificing a win. Yeah. And Daniel Bryan was like, that's super classy and that's, like, I respect that. But do you think the Usos are going to win? I think so, yeah. You think so? Um, New nasty crisscross Usos. I think just, just, and I I don't even necessarily, um, I won't be mad if they win because we... We had the storyline like this is the Heath Slater storyline has been a storyline since the draft. Now, the draft was like, what, two months ago? But you don't want to end a storyline too early if you're trying to make Heath Slater the successful Damian Sandow. True. And I I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you have a lot of room for mistakes. But I mean, we kind of already we got if they keep going with him I, I mean like we already got the payoff like the the payoff for this was for him to get a contract yeah. and to be on a show yeah but where do you go from there he'll just disappear though wouldn't he no i don't think so not necessarily because i feel like with the split roster you have more time for him so i don't but then know what about rhino i i don't know just so, give him some crackers and cheese and he'll be fine i mean i think they'll uh, run with this for a little while longer i don't necessarily know if that means that they'll be champions because if they lose the belts, if SmackDown's run like they say it is, they'll get a rematch. So they'll event- they'll still be a team for I'm a little while. I'm waiting for Heath Slater to come into his own, and then suddenly I like is like just kidding. I'm fucking brutal. Like <laughs> all of a sudden, just like like new nasty Heath Slater. I don't even know like <laughs> what Heath Slater's finisher is. So I don't think he should be a singles wrestler right now. <laughs> Did you, have you ever, I was looking at something that was like the worst, like, cause I was thinking of Jericho's hair. Yeah. Like the worst like hairstyles. And it showed a picture of Heath Slater when he had long, gorgeous hair. Did you know that he used to rock bottom eyeliner? And that's it. I think, was it oh on my WWE? God. I think so. Oh my God. That's awful. But next thing, kind of like glossing over the intercontinental match, but he does, uh, Daniel Bryan made a really good point that when, um, I think about it. I completely agree. But Miz is making the title worth something again in a very Miz-like way, like, albeit like slowly. Like he's raising the stakes, as Daniel Bryan put it, by being so undeserving and so unlikable and being really good at it. Yes. 
that people want someone else to win just just to see him go crazy which is the best they need a character like that right now and they i think the miz should be intercontinental champion for at least another four months good lord in my opinion he can only go like he can't even go more up from there no on a completely different note uh do you remember because Daniel Bryan, they were doing the pre-WrestleMania 32 documentary that they were filming. And they mm-hmm. took a lot of time on it that they ne- that never got released. No. He, well, apparently they were doing that. And it was like this huge documentary that took a lot of time on it. And he worked really hard when they were doing it. And he's taken it upon himself to pressure them because they keep refusing to release the footage. Um, and he's pressuring them via hashtagging the shit out of them. <laughs> the hashtag being oh hashtag release the bear. Um <laughs> And he worked really hard, and they were like, hot JK. So now he feels like a banned book. Oh, like, God. <laughs> That's funny. But, like, obviously the guests for tonight were Carmella and Dean. So what better way to introduce Dean than transitioning from a beautiful analogy to a beautiful man? Who I'm really starting to believe physically cannot sit down during an interview. Like, Didn't he say to Renee, like, I don't care what yes, you think? Yes, and apparently the look on her face was she like... She went, what? Ew, <laughs> like it was so funny. <laughs> like, I-, I feel like he can't sit down. And if he did, you'd get like the Stone Cold podcast from a couple weeks ago. Oh, my like, God. Like, he doesn't know what to do with himself. And it like, this is where I, well, if we thought that we, I would go a whole episode without putting Dean over. Surprise, <laughs> not going to happen. You know, the stupid describe yourself in three fictional characters thing. Yeah. Like, when I'm like, oh, Dean can't sit down during interviews, I immediately thought of myself like, I can't brush my teeth and stand still. I have to walk around the house when I brush my teeth. Like, really? That's the thing. Going, I'm like, Dean is one third of mine. And the other one is Lumpy Space Princess and another one that I haven't figured out yet. I'll leave that up to you. But <laughs> mine are just all that dog sitting in the room on fire. <laughs> but mine's definitely dean and then lumpy space princess and then something else that i haven't figured out Um, i haven't seriously thought about that but that's my that's the one i have right now i won't because i was thinking about it and i was like he says so many things that i have taken a long time like like that i have finally reached that point in my life to like not giving a damn Mm -hmm. what people think and he straight up says i'm offended that john cena thinks that i should even care about his opinion (laughs) i don't give a shit like i don't give a damn about steve austin's opinion i don't give a damn about yours i don't even care about yours sometimes Oh, did to he Renee, say that? To, I don't even care about yours he said, sometimes. He said, I That's don't even funny. care what you're about your opinion sometimes. And she went, what? Ew. It was really funny. Because <laughs> she had said before he came <laughs> out that she she was like, I know it's been mentioned that I need to be a little bit more uh, unbiased about our next guest. And I was like, uh-huh. He straight up was just insulting John Cena in like the funniest ways. He was like, I hang out with Samoans and Jack Swagger. He ain't got no boys. <laughs> like, <laughs> I did see that animated <laughs> gif, and I went, oh, my God. He was like, he sits alone on a bus, which the first spot I love and I try and live out every day is not giving a damn, and, and especially if people think that I should care about their opinion. And I use, I, the only thing I still struggle about is with boys, but I've reached a milestone in that, though, too. But his relationship with Renee is like actual is, relationship goals. What? This is almost like a weird, like, therapeutic thing for you. I can't help it. <laughs> I can't, but I'm staying on topic. No, you are right. Um, like I'm not. I'm not saying it's bad. But I'm just like 
I their their relationship is just definition relationship goals in my mind. Like one of these days, I just want her to be like, "Honey, you're really weird," because like everybody knows that they're together, and he just says the weirdest yeah, you shit. You post pictures of you and him on Instagram. Like he's the fucking just best. Break the wall here. But what she, I think it was Daniel Bryan or her. They were like, "Well, what do you think about AJ Styles and that whole thing?" And he was like, "Okay, let me put it this way. I'm a real role model here." And he, the way he says everything, and this is the most deadpan funniest thing yeah like because it obviously he's not and he was like he was saying always walk away from a confrontation but if you absolutely can't avoid it low blow this shit out of it (laughs) fight dirty and then run away but he was like that's different though when it comes to championships and then he was like real pissed he was like hitting a man in the groin is not a way to win a championship and that's why he's doing it fairly yeah and somebody was like well what happens now or whatever and he was like now i have to like kick him in the groin and maybe throw him over a bar smash some bottles over his head and then you know like run him over with a car <laughs> like <laughs> and oh the way it's the most serious way possible and then he was like and we started as like rivals and then it went to he's my enemy now mm-hmm. so like if i see him in the parking lot later i might have to hit him in the kneecaps with the tire iron <laughs> and it was like it was so funny like And then they said, like, going into it after his rematch, regardless of the results, you know, like, how are you going to go away after the triple threat match? And, like, what, how are you going to walk away from that? And, um, or you're be affected? And he said, he was like, I mean, the most that could happen would having to pack an extra bag to carry my belt to Sacramento. So, like, an extra 20 bucks. Like, (laughs) oh my God. And the way he said it was just straight up really casual, like brilliant comedy delivery. Yeah. And so it's like, it has to be the fact that he stands up when he gets interviewed. Like that has to be it. Like he's fidgety as fuck. But it was, it was amazing. Just the whole thing was great. And I was super glad that I watched it. And you need to start watching them because it was like the chemistry between Daniel Bryan is just. He's really coming into his own as like a. Yeah, he just, I guess he's just like drinking juice and Renee's like, yeah, and there's cupcakes under the table. And I'm like, I want this work environment. (laughs) This is great. Well, if we ever make it big, we'll have cupcakes under the table. I can promise you that. Dude, just like a drawer of snacks. (laughs) Oh, man. I have been thinking about getting a mini fridge for down here. Oh, man. But I don't really... I just drink water and Red Bull. It so. should just be full of like ice cream sandwiches. I'll figure it out. I don't It'd know. It'd be the best. So that was talking smack. I was talking smack and airing my grievances. My goodness. So NXT. Could have been worse. Could have been worse. Very true. <laughs> NXT. I will uh, run this down somewhat quickly. Uh, NXT started with Samoa Joe coming out and telling William Regal that he's going to basically murder the entire roster. If William Regal doesn't give him a match with Nakamura or strips Nakamura of the championship and gives it to him, Regal comes out and says, I will fix the problem that you created. And Of course he did because he's Regal <laughs> and he is a Regal human being. <laughs> and he's like, I'm not going to do that stuff. And Joe's like, well, Piss off. I'm going to murder your roster. Okay. We had Austin Aries taking you'll on be alone Oni life will be boring. Lorkin. <laughs> Biff Busick. Oni Lorkin. I mean, who? That's the worst name ever. It's so bad. It sounds like something Chuck Taylor would make up. I don't like it. As like a Chikara wrestling name. That sounds like something he would make up. Oni Lorkin. There were many awesome uppercuts in this match. 
that Oni Lorcan delivered. Oni uh, Lorcan with his eyes. His eyes are black. <laughs> and he, They're he, evil. He does like that weird biff noise where he's like. Aah! I love it. <laughs> I love the, it so much. I'm so glad we got to witness that live. It was a, it was a fun match. Fun fun match when did, like mean live? when did we see biff live biff and timothy thatcher oh my god yes we did see that <laughs> and then it was Holy biff and Gulak. yes oh my god we watched so much wrestling that weekend i'm yeah. like when did i see biff Busick wrestle live oh i did excellent <laughs> i actually kidding. think during this match i was like oh we should have seen biff wrestle live oh apparently guess what I did. you have <laughs> Need to keep a list, folks. It was like a Timothy Thatcher, Drew Gulak, Biff Busick thing that yes. weekend. We, I think Stuff we, happened. we saw Timothy Thatcher, or at least I saw him wrestle six times that weekend. And I didn't even, I missed one of the shows that he wrestled on. So he could have wrestled eight times in like four days. And I think I saw all of them for free. Awesome. Yep. Good call. Good call. We had Billy Kay taking on Aaliyah. And my bold prediction here is Aaliyah will be the NXT Women's Champion before Billy Kay. Oh, for sure. Did Ali- I not? I talked about Aaliyah. Yeah, a couple um, weeks ago. She's fantastic. She's great. I really, really. She's been like working her indie stuff. Yes, she's very, very good. I. She's awesome. Her. I really like her. She will if if she does not. I will just say she will be more successful than Billy Kay. Let's oh, for just sure. Go with that. For sure. She has like. A bunch of crazy submissions, and I'm just I'm down. The most inter- interesting thing about Billy Kay is her accent, and that's like pretty much it. Aaliyah, John Pingle girl, <laughs> dude, dude. Then dude. we had the main event, which was the <gasps> I guess they kept saying making his NXT debut, Cedric Alexander taking on Andrade Cien Almas. And let me tell you, when Andrade came out. He was we- he wasn't wearing like what he u- usually wears. I mean, he's kind of wearing the same thing. He was wearing like this. He wasn't weird... dressed like a Cuban. No, he was wearing like this weird like zip up. Ew! Um, I already don't like, like where this vest. is going. It was like a vest thing, and he ca- and he walked up to the ring, and I was watching it with Kyle. <laughs> and as soon as it showed the back of it, I gasped and went, "Oh my god!" He has the original and Governables logo on the back of his fucking gear. Oh my god! Oh my god! So. Oh man. That's where that the picture came from when he came out, right? And somebody photoshopped him into the Backstreet Boys I Want It That Way video. <laughs> and it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so he has the original Los Ingobernables logo on his fucking ring vest. And it was a fun fucking match. I really, really liked it a lot. Um, of course it was. He's great. Cedric wins. And, of course um, he does. They do like a weird like oh hug thing and it's like just turn just punch cedric in the face become ingovernable question was he wearing all white yes okay good so that was uh that was nxt it was fun if you're white and you wear white pants you need to stop there you go Life lesson advice from mary i saw a man at pete's coffee wearing a white button up white pants and like brown loafers and i went this needs to uh be shown to the internet because i'm very upset and people need to be upset with me it was really painful to look did at. you take a picture of it? oh yeah for sure oh did you post it on the internet i feel like it was on instagram but i don't know if it's still there hmm. Hmm. it was a while ago i would probably still get mad if i looked at it it was just embarrassing all right then yep so this weekend story time with marianne there is uh wfc my friend butch his little promotion is presenting fighting for acceptance butch cassidy and the sundance kid no not him damn it 
Uh, it's a 21 and over so show. Disappointing. It is uh, front row's $20, limited quantity. General admission is 12 Unlimited quantity front row, imagine. Unlimited. There's just you can keep paying him money. That makes no sense. No, it's limited quality. Did yeah. I say unlimited? Well, logically, it would have to be. Anyway, doors are at four thirty, <laughs> and bells at five p.m. It's on Sunday. Uh, it's gonna be at the Broken Spoke Western Saloon, and uh, the main event is the War Pig Jody Christofferson taking on the real deal, Will Roberts. Sledge is going to be there. He's the WFC champion. Uh, Jeff Cobb is going to be there. You may have heard of him. Jeff Cobb in a saloon. The end. <laughs> Rick Luxury. The Honor Society. Beard Money. Oh, so Will and Julio. Yes. And much more. I'll I'm going to go I'm gonna go say mean things to that guy. <laughs> I will uh, put some stuff in the show notes so you can, uh, you know, go buy tickets or you can just buy them at the door, you know. Like a normal person. John will also put the link for the jump music video of Criss Cross in the, the sure, show notes. Sure, why not? I'll do that too. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do Y'all that will thank as well. me later. <laughs> um, let's see. Questions from Facebook and Twitter. <gasps> what? You heard me. What? So, let's start Boss? off with Twitter, shall we? Mm-hmm. Dan. The better of the two. Hello, Dan. Oh, the Dan? The Dan. The Hufflepuff Dan? He asks, uh, assuming the Cruiserweights can break out of their division, who do you think has the most success in the WWE? So he's saying, like, out of the Cruiserweights, who would be like, they're like, okay, this guy is going uh, to come out of the Cruiserweight division and he's going to fight for the the World Heavyweight title. Something like that. So out of everyone that they've signed. So, like, fire Sin Cara and replace him with Grand Metalik. I mean, yeah, something like that. But I, I would say Upgrade. like, like someone who would break out of their division. Uh, I'm a little biased, and I'm gonna say Johnny Gargano. Derp. He could be the modern day Daniel Bryan. Even Johnny though, Wedding. Even though, uh, yeah. Congratulations. Please tell me you watched that lip sync battle. I couldn't. I stopped. I watched. Why? Because this is so embarrassing. Why? <laughs> I like skimmed through it and I was like, this is embarrassing. I don't want to watch Why? This. Oh my God. So. Well, everyone knows why I watched it because I love Chuck Taylor, but still. Johnny Gargano. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like I've heard that officials are very, very high on him and they really, really like him a lot. How so. could they not be? Come on. Do you He's agree? The whole Do you think um, somebody else could break out? Maybe like Cedric? I'm I'm thinking I just picture people in a, like a, a stadium as big as the ones that they hold like episodes in, and I'm just like I could <sighs> Johnny Gargano's not a huge dude. No, he's not. Like I don't know. I just look at it like he's small. Like he would have to. So is make, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, well, this is true. You need to make yourself like big enough. Well, he's Johnny. He's the whole shebang. He is the bee's knees. That's the right. Pajamas. Don't you dare talk bad about my boy. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. Okay, to be f- you can talk smack about Chuck Taylor and I'll forgive you because I did it to you. My god, what a what a privilege. <laughs> You're laughing but I'm completely serious. <laughs> Dan also asked what is the worst entrance music or who has the worst entrance music? Oh, I hate Randy Orton's. You don't Nikki like Bellas. Randy Orton's and you don't like Nikki Bella's because it sounds off key. All right. Nikki Bella's does. It's like the music works and then it just sounds off key. Like it's, it's like two voices singing and one of them's flat. 
I would have to say my least favorite music of all time was the Undertaker's You've Done It Now music. That was probably oh, we're going of the, all time? Yeah, do all time. Oh, too. for sure. Um, that is probably my least favorite music of all time. It's just fucking terrible. I had another one. I've never really liked the Big Show song. I think oh, that for one's sure. terrible. Um, I don't like Jack Swagger's mostly because it just sounds wrong. I love Jack Swagger. It doesn't sound like like we the people-esque. And I also dislike Cesaro's music. I hate you. I love Cesaro's music. He hates his music. <laughs> I love it. It's so bad. It's my alarm clock in the morning. Yeah, it scares me. It scares the shit out of me, and it's great. It's not good. I don't like it. I love it. There was another song that I fucking hated, that I, but I didn't write it down, so I guess it's really not that important. Hmm. Holland, moving on over to the Facebook. <laughs> oh, Ryback's music was terrible. Oh, I like Ryback's music. Mostly because he, he blasted it in his car and drove Come on, around. that was the best. <laughs> Okay, you need legally to f- changed his name to Ryback. He did. You need to follow Ryback on Snapchat. It is no, I don't. The best. No, it is so good. <laughs> so Holland asks, "Would a heel turn do Andrade Cien almost good?" And my short answer is, "Fuck yes, it would." Yeah. Oh my god! Please, please. I think we're getting there. Like he's been losing a lot of matches. The crowd doesn't really seem to care that Although much. He's great. He is a great wrestler, but I mean, oh boy, please. Oh, I can't wait. I can't fucking wait. Please, please. Yes. Holland also asks, uh, beside this is a good one. I actually did research on this one, Holland. Are you surprised? Hmm. He says, besides Kurt Angle and even young Matthew Riddle. Who else have you seen pick up performing in the wrestling business so quickly at a high level when they first started? Um, I looked it up. Angle started, he was almost a year. Like, so he signed with WWE. He didn't really do a lot before then. And he was working like house shows and then came to TV in about a year. Matt Riddle took about under, it was like a little under two years before he started like coming into like full like holy shit this guy's amazing could we say gable gable was on my list yes Mm -hmm. gable and i looked up all their all these people's debuts so i i kind of i took a little liberal liberties a little bit he looks like the football player in high school that everyone liked gable yeah chad gable he made his debut in 2014 so that's about two years so um yes definitely chad gable um is amazing he is fantastic. I'd also say... The only say, Chad that's likable. Yes. That I can think well, of. Well, no, I don't know. Yep. I'd also say Leo Rush. Oh, yeah. Who debuted in 2014. If you haven't seen Leo Rush wrestle, oh my God, he's the you fastest. You should rush to do that. He's the fastest flippy little boy ever. He's so fast. <laughs> and he's very, very good. Uh, the other names I have, I had, I have Fred Yehi, maybe. I mean, he debuted in 2012. And I, just I love, love that last name. I love Fred Yehi. He's I love great. that he's Yehi. He's so good. I can't. I have to make that joke every time. It's like, I can't. Uh, Donovan Dijak. The greatest wrestling name ever. 2013. So like about two, three years. Because he won um, ROH's, um, whatever their like rookie tournament is. I can't remember. And actually Leo Rush won the other one. So I'd also say Jay White, maybe. He's from New Japan. He's New Zealand-ish person. He's good too. 
and the osprey land of goats osprey if you count osprey. Middle Earth. so there you go those are um those are some names jay tyler asks how do you feel impact wrestling is progressing as billy corgan starts to take over so i don't know if we can figure it out but that sentence by itself was just weird <laughs> I feel like he's doing very well. Go back like 10 years and say it again. I want to know if if he w- became like fully in charge when the whole broken Matt Hardy like thing started. Because if that if that, he was just like, yeah, do what you got to do, then he's a fucking genius. And I think um, it's been going very well. And um, I mean, we're recording this. And Impact just ended like an hour or two ago. Um, they have signed Cody Rhodes. So Cody Rhodes and um, mm-hmm. Brandy are both on Impact now. Which is a pretty big fuck you. Yeah. But I mean, you know what? Good for them. I think I'm actually going to watch. I'm going to try and watch Impact at some point. I want to watch this and see what he. Because uh, duh, Damien Sandow. Yeah, so I mean they're starting to pick up some steam with some guy with some signings, so also in twenty sixteen, Damien Sandow. Yes. <laughs> and he had a follow up question that says, um, will we see any smashing pumpkins hits thrown as in his entrance music? Now, I know for a fact that he's already been using like for like promotional videos and stuff like that, but I know the dollhouse used a whole song. Um, that he wrote for Courtney Love. Um, it's Courtney, bitch. So I know that he that they used that already. So like when he first came in, he's like, "Yeah, just use this song as entrance music." I would not be surprised if we saw a little more integration of real songs. Not to say that the songs they have are bad, but you know what I mean. That's that's it. Do you do you have any Speaking questions? Speaking of yeah, real songs, else? I love CM Punk's theme. Oh, cult of personality. I love it, love it, love it. It's great. And um, this fire burns is great too. Yeah, just CM Punk's great, you guys. He's he's excellent. Dan did get to see Progress versus Smash. Got to go to that, and I told him you uh, have to go and meet uh, Mark Andrews because he's oh, an absolute sweetheart. So Dan took all of these pictures all all weekend as a tag team. They would beat Andrews, and they, they <laughs> fucking warmed my heart. They were just, you could tell he was so fucking happy. Well, also, Jack Gallagher. Derp. And Jack Gallagher, yes. Derp. But, I mean, yeah, uh, Dan, all your pictures were fucking great, dude. He took the picture with Mark Andrews, and I, he told me, he was like, yeah, I told him. He was like, my friend that saw you at Bola said, I really need to meet you because you were awesome and nice. And Mark Andrews, in a very Mark Andrews way, was like, I'm so flattered because that's such a <laughs> typical Mark Andrews answer because he's an angel. Oh, that I'm all the way caught up on progress. Speaking of progress, mm-hmm. I'm all the way caught up. So you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter, Tornado Tag Radio. You can follow me on Twitter at Team Hate, and you can follow Marianne on Twitter. Sailor Moonsault. Subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher. Just search Tornado Tag Radio, rate and review us as well. And also head on over to SoundCloud.com slash the NOTLG and subscribe over there as well. Shout out to Finally North. They do our entrance music. SoundCloud.com slash Finally North or just FinallyNorth.com. Head on over to notlg.spreadshirt.com and buy one of our awesome TTR shirts and wear them and, I don't know, take a picture of them and we'll like them and retweet them and do all that good stuff. 
Yeah, that's the most I can give. <laughs> Support TTR and all of the other NOTLG podcasts. Become a Patreon, patreon.com slash NOTLG. Just like donate a dollar a month and we will be extremely happy. It'll be like Spotify premium. There you go. It'll be like Spotify premium. Except Actually, one cent more. Yes. Patreon just started doing something for podcasters where you can put extra content on an RSS feed that only Patreon Snap. users have access to. So we'll see if that's a if that's a thing that we want to do. I, mean, I don't know. But yeah, I'd be happy for your money. Oh yes. Yes we would. It says everyone ever. <laughs> so that is it for us this week. Join us again next week, episode ninety seven. No, 90, I thought it was 96. Join us, yes. Join us next week for an episode 96. John doesn't even know what he's doing right My goodness. <laughs> so many episodes. So there's only one thing left to do. So, Marianne, if you will. Uh, ring the bell. Yeah. Do something. We're done. <laughs>